0: Each episode should connect you with someone else's story, but also leave you with practical tips and advice that you can use in your own life and in your own business. Hi, guys. Today, we're speaking with a really good friend of mine. Her name is Alessia Venudo, and she talks about maintaining her full-time day
1: job while starting a side gig. Yes, and today, Alessia talks about her journey and shares practical advice for starting your own side gig. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, today we have a good friend of Sylvie's and mine, and actually the
0: person who introduced us. She is also a tech guru. She's worked in tech for a pretty long time, and she is the founder of a fashion brand. So I'd like to welcome to the show, Alessia Venuto. Hi guys, thank you so much for having
2: me. I'm really excited. Thank you for being here. We we (laughs) love having you in the studio.
1: It's
0: like a little coffee catch up right now.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's exactly, that's the vibe we're going for. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So you have a really beautiful journey and we know that journey, but we'd love for you to share as much as you'd like with our audience about, you know, who you are, where you come from and how you came to be the woman you are today.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Alessia Venuto. And I'm originally from Boston, Massachusetts. And I've been living in Bondi Beach, Australia for three and a half years now. I do work full time um, at a software company in sales. So um, my weekdays are nine to five. I've been waking up at 6, 7 a.m. now and working from that uh, 7 a.m. because my dog likes to wake me up. I have a new puppy (laughs) that I'm also juggling, which is another full-time job. Um, But I work on my side hustle Bondi Brood, which is um, three months old actually today. And I work on that Friday evenings and Saturday day. And then Sundays are my day off.
1: Congratulations on three months of Bondi Brood. Three months. Yes, thank you. So for everyone that doesn't know, can you just tell us a little bit about Bondi Brood and and what it actually is? Yeah, so uh,
2: Bondi Brood is an Australian loungewear clothing line. And I've started out with creating very neutral earth tone tie-dye jumpers and joggers to embrace our new transition on working from home. And the entire idea around Bondi Brewed is um, each of the different pieces are, I love like a play on words and um, a good pun. And so each of the different pieces have different names, whether that be coffee or tea or the different milks that we put in our coffees. And that's soon to come. So like uh, my matcha set, I have the chai set, and I also have the Earl Grey, and I have some other ideas brewing
1: um, that I'm really excited (laughs) to share. (laughs) I have to say I, I own a set from Bondi Brood and I live in it. It's so comfy <laughs> and, and really gorgeous. I think it's really impressive that you've you've started this side hustle and Um, It was through COVID, right? How did you... You you have a
0: COVID founding.
2: Yes, COVID founding of the business and a COVID puppy as well. Um, (laughs) But what inspired me really to start Bondi Brood was in April, I lost my grandmother to coronavirus. And um, she and my grandfather are the most important people in my life. And um, I think that this story really comes from a couple of different areas. And I was just saying before we started that... I am I feel really overwhelmed because I feel that this brand started for so many different reasons. And I was really excited actually when um, Sylvie, you and I were playing with Oscar on the beach and I was like, Oscar's dog. the dog. Os- oh, sorry. Sorry. Oscar is her <laughs> That's dog. All right. um, and, um, <laughs> and I was saying, you know, I, I feel like I have this idea and I really want to like start this like tie-dye business. But I don't feel like I'm solving a challenge. I don't I don't feel like I'm solving a, a, a challenge out there. And Sylvia had mentioned to me that I'm starting a lifestyle brand and that I'm it doesn't have to be a challenge that I'm solving, that I'm creating and showing that there's a gap in the market. And so what I had realized and the reason why I started Bondi Brood was about um, a year and a half ago, I struggled with depression and anxiety and I was new to Australia, uh, fairly new, and um, went through a really hard breakup. And I actually really turned to alcohol as an outlet and... I ended up really damaging a lot of relationships and my view of myself. I had no idea who I was and what I stood for, um, and I just really lost a lot of respect. And I know a lot of people lost respect for me too. And so I decided one morning um, that I was just going to stop drinking. That you know I've I've put way too much into into feeling remorse and regret every morning. And a year and a half later, I'm still sober and I don't drink. But what it ultimately led me to was being a homebody. And I love being home. I love reading. I love cooking. I love creating charcuterie boards. I just love doing things that are relaxing and cozy and comfortable. And living in Bondi or Australia, if anyone is listening, that is from there. there's a lot of social pressure to go out and go to these yacht parties or go to brunches and uh, day drink and go to Australia Day.
0: I think that's any metropolis, to be honest with you. It's like, it's so many social activities revolve around drinking. It Mm -hmm. does.
2: And I was feeling just really
0: embarrassed about my new lifestyle and my new changes
2: that I was making. And um, I just wanted to be cozy and I wanted to be comfortable. And so when I lost my grandmother in April... My manager had suggested that I take some time off just to grieve. I wasn't able to go home. I I had joined my funeral, my grandmother's funeral over FaceTime, um, something I never would have imagined would have happened. Mm -hmm. And um, so I took some time just for myself. And rather than going back into my depression and anxiety that I had faced a year and a half ago, um, I channeled it all into art, and that's typically what I do when I'm sad or upset is like I like to cook or clean. I mean, any May- man would be lucky to have me when I'm upset <laughs> um, <laughs> or any person. Do you want to move in with me? I know I had some I had some male roommates before, and they they, you know, had the best house over the time of April and May because Aww. it was just pristine and I was cooking all the time. Aww. but,
0: and none of them proposed. Um, no, no. <laughs>
2: that's all right, though. <laughs> um, so, so um, yeah, so I channeled it into art. And um, I follow a lot of people on Instagram. And I saw Sophia Ritchie had been doing some, like, promotions around these bathing suits that were tie-dye. And I was like, I love tie-dye and I want to bring it back. But yeah. if I were to buy a tie-dye outfit, it was going to be, like, the only place that did it really was the U.S. And... It was going to cost me a fortune just to buy it. And then also it's going to take, what, a month and a half to get here because of COVID. Yeah. And we're talking like classy, modern tie-dye. Yes. Very calm, neutral tones that make you just feel happy and and make you feel calm. It's not super vibrant. Um, It's just soothing. It's very soothing. And so I decided to start doing t-shirts and the t-shirts turned into um, jumpers. I had a lot of interest in... I uh, yeah, that's kind of the story. It was long winded, but um, there's just so many elements that I think are important that it really came from, you know, a year and a half ago, feeling a little bit uncomfortable being a homebody to me just having to deal with my grandmother passing and just channeling it into art.
0: Yeah. I think there's two lessons here. Like one is like, you know, people everywhere just are kind of don't know what to do right now. You know, like there's like so much anxiety and depression and like, fear and this and that, and like heightened emotion because of this unprecedented time that we're in. So being able to take that and just say, listen, I'm not going to go back into my old patterns when I was sad. I'm going to channel it into something productive and beautiful Mm -hmm. is in and of itself such a heroic act. I mean, it really is a heroic act for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. um, You know, and then the other thing is like, the financial implications of having two streams of income rather than one, because mm. you do have a full time job, you're you're not in your grief leave um, anymore, and you have diversified mm-hmm. essentially, mm-hmm. and you've created this thing. You, that also, you
1: what I love about what you did is that you had an idea, and you really pounced on the opportunity of the times mm. because people are working from home more people are looking for loungewear I think google trends shows search data for loungewear has gone up exponentially mm-hmm. yeah. and you recognize this and started a business at a good time and people are always like oh if i'd only known about facebook back in the day i'd have invested in facebook or like see things retrospectively yeah. and then don't right. realize what's happening around them and covid's been a really tough time for so many people especially you if the loss in your family yeah um and I'm really sorry to to hear about that yeah it's, it is, so bad. it's awful but you've really channeled something really positive out of this and you've like you've jumped on a really good time to set up Bondi Brood mm-hmm. so what's been the biggest challenge with it being a side hustle so far um there's been a couple of challenges
2: I think one uh, being consistent with the colors, I am trying to figure out the best colors that resonate with my audience. I have three different buyer personas. And so I've been just testing out the market with that. I'm also, um, you know, I struggle with keeping up with the demand uh, and also working with my suppliers. So mm-hmm. my suppliers are in China and um, Alibaba is the, is the uh, supplier that I use. And there has just been a little bit of uh, challenges with the time zone and not having like a phone call or physically feeling the fabrics because I'm really particular about making sure that like this is something that people will love and it's not just another, another sweatshirt or another jumper or jogger. Um,
0: jumper is what they call sweatshirt here in Australia. You guys, if anybody's listening in the States, they'll be like jumper. Do you mean a one piece? (laughs) No. And
2: sweatpants are, are joggers. So yeah. Yeah. And then also like trying to figure out the right sizing has been really challenging too. Um, I got a lot of feedback that it ran a bit small and I, you know, am sending my supplier pictures of like joggers that I have with like a measuring tape and like circling things and just to help because there is a bit of um, a language barrier. And so I'm trying to do it through like images and circling things. But we are getting there. And I think I've built a really good partnership with my supplier, Jason, who's amazing. But I think that those have been like the struggles is, is keeping up with the demand and, and just being consistent with colors. Yeah. You're learning to be a craftsperson
0: yes. right now. Yes. Getting
2: like, very crafty.
0: Yeah. But it, it is a thing like making things with your hands and mm-hmm. having that precision and that patience and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an entire thing. It's yeah. an entire new skill.
1: Yeah. I think when you're starting a business as well, all of a sudden you're wearing lots of different hats. Like you're the merchandiser yeah. and the craftsperson <laughs> and the marketer yeah. and the accountant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You're at, like, it's only
2: me um, at Bondi Brood. So I'm like trying to manage and figure out the best avenues. And it's a, r- a really cool learning experience, too, as well. Um, and it's really exciting to see something be like, successful or people are loving it and knowing that like you were able to kind of build that on your own.
0: Yeah. I love, so it's interesting to me because some people will, some people will wait until they have everything in place before launching a business. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, but with you, like the thing that you had in place, and maybe this has to do with your background, but it sounds like you had a lot of marketing in place. Like you had your buyer Mm. personas, you said, and um, like project management we'd talked about um, you set up, but then like some other things you like didn't wait until your website was perfect. You didn't wait. So like, tell us about that. Like what did you do and when did you did you decide, okay, I'm sharing this with the world? Yeah. So
2: it's <laughs> a good question. A really good question. So
0: when I first
2: decided like, this is what I wanted to do. At first I, I started with the social distancing club and I wanted to raise money for COVID and like help other people that were maybe in a position that I was with my grandmother or just help with COVID relief. But then it got to the point where I just wanted to completely block out that time in my life. And yeah. so I was thinking about, like, I love my community. I love the small businesses that I support in Bondi. Um, like if you to, and to name a few, like Gertrude and Alice, Carali, uh, Porch and Parlor, um, you know, there's all these really small businesses that I'm, I'm, I I'm, love. And I love my community in Bondi, which is why I never leave. So I wanted to encompass it to be uh, Bondi specific and also to help promote these small businesses because on the side before I built this I was helping Karali and another company Naomi Levy with their marketing because I just wanted to help with what they were dealing with and I just felt really bad because they were at the markets a lot and they just weren't getting foot traffic cuz we shut down the borders so I thought that maybe I could use my network to help promote their companies and so that kind of spiraled into like what can I do with like a play on words and I was like, oh, I'm brewing this in Bondi. I could do Bondi Brew. Yeah. And the first thing I did was immediately went to GoDaddy and I bought the the domain. Um, I claimed that domain. And then and then I also went and claimed the Instagram handle. Yeah. I've claimed a few other Instagram handles for future, um, but I won't talk about that now. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a, an idea in the background. But then after that, uh, I come from, I work at a really large tech company right now. And I've also worked at companies such as LinkedIn and HubSpot. And I come from a background of inbound marketing where I was helping small businesses with their inbound marketing strategy. Uh, So with that is basically understanding which technologies hook up with other technologies pretty seamlessly and which are really easy and like leader in the space. Yeah. And so when I signed up, the first thing I did was I got HubSpot. Uh, which is a free CRM, and then I also got Shopify, so I could manage all of my e-commerce on there. Um, and there was an, a couple of other platforms that I used, and um, I was really excited when I put my tracking code on my website by myself. I am not a developer, and you do not need to pay thousands of dollars for a developer. It is so easy to do it by yourself, yeah. and I find that that is really a challenge that people come up against is that they think they have to pay so much money to get someone to help them. Yeah. So I I connected that and I use Asana uh, to manage all of, um, you know, my ideas. I was brainstorming all my ideas in Asana. Yeah. So those are the main ones and obviously like Instagram and Facebook.
0: Yeah. So how did you start finding people who Wanted to buy your products? Like, how did you reach those customers? You built customer personas, and then how did you find them?
2: Yeah. So, the personas are really based on these influencers that I follow on Instagram. And um, it's just people that I aspire and look up to. And they're kind of homebodies. One of them is a really big baker, another one's like a surfer, but she does a lot of like uh, cooking at home as well, um, has a ton of tattoos. And then I really wanted to gear towards the moms of Bondi. You know, there's a lot of single moms out there that are trying to juggle their kids at home, but also go to work and do work full time over Zooms. And I wanted to build a brand that made people feel comfortable and to relax people. And I also wanted to help promote small businesses. And so what I had done was I created a giveaway uh, for my launch. And what I did is I went door to door to each of the small businesses that I love in Bondi and had asked them if they would be willing to partake in this giveaway. And I didn't need them to donate anything I was happy to buy from their from their, um, you know, stores because I wanted to support the small business. What I really wanted was to to reach their network because the people that follow them on Instagram or the people that I want to be in front of. And so I spoke to each owner of every single place and they were more than happy to help reshare. And so I I think I had invested over $300 in a giveaway for my launch of the business. And I paid for Instagram ads and it reached like it. I, I can't even tell you how overwhelmed I was with the response. So I I think I got over 750 submissions for this giveaway. Wow. I was at 200 followers and by the end I was at um, six uh, 750. Nice. Um, That's awesome. And you don't have any Facebook ads experience, do you? No, no experience. I just was actually testing prior to that. I was spending like $5 here and there and trying to see what was working and what's not before yeah. I put a lot of investment for a week behind this promotion. yeah. And so because I had um, because I had worked with those small businesses in Bondi to promote, I was also reaching their channels. Like Porch and Parlor has 35,000 followers. Um, the people that follow Porch and Parlor are most likely the people that are here locally. yeah. So that's kind of what I had done. And I continue to support small businesses all around the area. And some people found me on Facebook and had reached out to me to do some partnerships um, like Bondi Scum. They're really great uh body wash and, and scrub. So it's been really amazing to be partnering with all these other small
1: businesses. So you kind of really built a network amongst local businesses and, and relationship marketing to all build each other up, would you y- say? Yeah. I, I think it's
2: been pretty amazing. Um, you know, I've had other people reach out to me from my I've been posting on uh, like Bondi Local Loop as well. And um, this company, Bondi Scum, had found me on Bondi Local Loop and wanted to learn a little bit more about how I was able to, you know, get that many people on the giveaway and then also partner with them for their giveaway and just continue to collaborate. And it's been really cool because I've been able to connect them with other small businesses in the area that um, are relevant to the people that they're targeting so they can just learn from each other. And everyone's really open and really nice to give feedback and really just support you. People want to help. So I find that that's been really beautiful, especially in a time like this. Yeah.
0: I feel like you've pulled on so many of your personal strengths, right? Like you're a person who's really comfortable just reaching out and like introducing yourself, you know? And it's like Sales. Yeah. yeah. No, also, but like, it's just natural for you. Like if you yeah. see Alessia at a party, she'll just like come up and chat to anyone. Yeah. And she just feels, you know, natural around anyone. And it's just, it's like you, you use the strengths that you knew that you had. You use the expertise that you'd build up, the inbound marketing and mm-hmm. the tech expertise. And then you just look, identified a trend. So it's like if your formula for side gig success yeah. existed, it might be like personal strengths plus expertise plus trend
1: yeah yeah and for everyone listening Bondi Local Loop that Alessia mentioned is a Facebook group here that's uh, for local people so I think that's a really key takeaway as well as leveraging groups and especially like online groups and getting your business out in those forums as well and and just talking to people and telling people about the brand
0: yeah Mm -hmm. I think you've done so much with local I mean do you think that that is the way small business and fashion or you know, the way we buy products. Do you think that that's the way it's going? Like, what have you noticed or what insights do you have to share there?
2: Yeah, I definitely think that it started local because where the angle that I was coming from was supporting local. Um, The whole idea around launching Bondi Brood was I want to help promote other small businesses that are feeling this impact that I truly love and that I that I go to every weekend and that I've built relationships with by going to the markets. We have a place in uh, Bondi every Saturday and Sunday. The markets are just like local businesses that come and display their their products. But I've found that a lot of interest. And when I've looked at the data and analytics on Instagram, I've had a lot of people reach out from the US. So there's a lot of interest. And I thought it was kind of interesting because it's the summer there and people are still wanting jump sets, um, which is really odd. But to sit in air conditioning. Yeah, (laughs) I know. They do have aircon there. Such
0: good air con. I'm so Um,
2: jealous. (laughs) But they, yeah, there's been a lot of interest over overseas, but it's not something that I've decided to invest in just yet because I'm, I'm really want, the brand to hold, uphold this um, reputation of uh, delivery. And, um, you know, I just, I just want things to be a bit better with COVID where it's not so slow before I start shipping over to the U.S. because I just don't want to disappoint anyone. But there, I did start local because it's something I'm passionate about is my community and small businesses. So I think that starting with what you're passionate about and
0: helping that, that group is really where the opportunity is. Have you always, because you haven't always been a Bondi girl, like you've, you've lived in many other places. Have you always been like a local enthusiast? Um, no, I haven't
2: because I've lived in, okay, when I say Boston, I live 20 minutes outside of Boston in in the suburbs uh, yeah. called Sudbury, Massachusetts. And it's like this little town. But I also lived in San Francisco. But when I moved to Australia, like I moved here with my partner at the time. He and I moved over in, what is it, 2020? So now um, I think it was 2017, maybe. Um, We moved over in 2017. And... I didn't have any family. Like there was no family. I didn't know anyone here. And that's, you know, really when I started getting help with my depression. And I, le- I led into going to F45 to start with my fitness journey. And I built a community there. And then I started going,
0: because I didn't have a car, right? In F40, F45 for you guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Barry's Bootcamp or like a, you know, yeah. it's like a group cult fitness. cult group fitness kind of thing. Yes. It's very popular.
2: Yes, it's a very popular. Sorry, I'll try to clarify on these yeah. things. <laughs> um, so I started uh, channeling all my energy into um, going to places in Bondi because I didn't have a car and I just really dislike public transportation. Mm. So Bondi became my family. Bondi became my home and it's what I'm familiar with. And that's why I really like built on this community because i'm just really proud of the people in bondi I, I love being able to walk out my door and you know see people that i know or bump into you guys when i'm like on a walk and it just it just feels like family
1: yeah, yeah. i love that about living there as well i think we all live in bondi <laughs> yeah it, it can't it became your place
0: like it became your somewhere where you feel comfortable and safe it, mm. it, it's my home now like I, I don't
2: have
1: plans to return to boston yeah i have a question yes Did you or have you told your work about your side hustle or are you kind of keeping quiet?
2: No, I've definitely told my work about my uh, side hustle. I'm very vocal and on my social platforms and I'm pretty much an open book. Um, I did find that it was hard to juggle both my full time job and Bondi Brood in the beginning because when I, you know, find an idea that I like, I just become obsessed with it. And I want to just like invest all of my energy Um, And it was, you know, there was a lot of companies that were impacted by COVID. And so I was struggling and listening to these sad stories of these people getting let go and um, having to decrease their software spend and that, um, you know, budgets have been cut. So it was quite demotivating. And so when I started Bondi Brood, it became this motivation that like, I need to work hard in order, work hard at my current job in order to invest in my side hustle. So um, I did find that there was a challenge in the beginning to balance of like the obsessiveness of like what I want to do in building this brand. Yeah. And also just, you know, doing my job. What is, you know, my Monday through Friday and something that I I love. I love the company that I work for. So um, I did build out a better cadence uh, where I'm now spending Friday night and Saturday day doing Bondi Brood and then Sundays are my day off and Monday through Friday I'm at work. So I've built a better cadence and that also helps me so it doesn't feel like I'm working 24-7. Yeah. And
0: I give myself a break uh, on Sundays. Yeah. Some people will be like, well, I've got to work my day job and then from like five to nine I'm working this job and that's just the way it is. And-
2: yeah. Yeah. If you if you set up the systems on the back end to do th- these things like there's tools to help with social media. Um, you, If you just set up the right cadence and the right tools, then, you know, it can work on the back end for you. It and then a lot. Yeah and, yeah. and just being vocal about it. I've been very vocal to my audience on my Instagram that like, hey. I'm a one-man show. I've, I've one, run out of stock. One woman. <laughs> one woman. One woman show. I've run out of stock. I'm so sorry. But like, I've just been very persistent on keeping up with those people that made those orders to let them know I'm still thinking about them. I haven't forgotten. I'm just trying to, you know, wait for my orders to come in and COVID has slowed things down. And balance life. You're yeah. balancing life. And I'm balancing life. You know, like I also, um, you know, need to leave the house. I'm I'm working from home three days a week, and I go into the office two days a week. But the days that I work from home, um, again, I have this puppy and I need to leave him. Um, I'm the one with separation anxiety, (laughs) but I need to leave him in order for him to, you know, be independent. So when I do go for my one hour walk, I'll actually just grab the stuff that I've packaged up and walk down to the post office and I'll drop it off there and grab a coffee at my favorite Gertrude and Alice, um, my favorite uh, coffee shop to support that small business. So That's sort of how I'm like been balancing it out is, you know, those my exercises going to the post office.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What's your advice of people wanting to start a side hustle?
2: Um, I think that my advice of starting the side hustle is, you know, make sure that you're doing it, uh, doing something that you're passionate about. Otherwise, I find that the fire will burn out pretty quickly. Um, I'm passionate about lounging and I'm passionate about um, (laughs) just being lazy. Um, You know, I, I... I would like to pretend that I love being active and working out, but I'm just not. I would rather read a book and cuddle up and, you know, have a cozy blanket. Um, And also one really great advice that I got from some other business owner out in Singapore from the kind friend is that she had said that make sure that when you're designing these products that it's for your audience and not for you. And yeah. a lot of what I had done in the beginning was like, oh, I, I love the L.A. street style. And if my target audience is Bondi community, L.A. street style doesn't work here. Yeah. And also the fabrics, like big sweatpants and sweatshirt, like it's not going to work here. It's too yeah. hot. It's too True. hot in the winter. It's too hot in the summer. And so what I had start doing on my personal profile for Instagram was doing polls. Like, would you wear this or that? Yeah. And. Um, that gave me all the data that I needed in order to build out what I wanted to build and getting feedback from people. um, It doesn't have to be perfect. If you wait for it to be perfect, then it's going to take way too long and you might've missed that opportunity. And, you know, we're all back at work now. So I think that like back in the office, so I might've missed that, that chance to get people to, buy something to work from home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely don't wait, just jump in and and learn from your mistakes. And it's okay if you mess up. Um, people are supportive. Like, I think that people are just generally supportive and understanding and um, asking for advice. I, I always ask for feedback from people like, what do you like? What do you not like? And I've, I've given um, the sets to those um, buyer personas, the influencers that have influenced my life to build this out, to ask them their feedback. Like, how would you buy this? How would you, you know, what would you change? And I used her feedback to pick the materials. So um, that's really, you know, my, I guess my two cents.
0: Yeah. So take yourself out of it and really build a product for your customer. Yeah. It's and it's still it's gonna
2: still empower you and keep you passionate because it's what you if it's what you love, but you're building it for your community and or your, you know, your market that you're trying to go after, then
0: it's a win win. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Lesia. Yeah, thank you. It has been a joy. And if people want to shop your sets, I know that it might be a bit before they're internationally available, but where can they find you? Where can they follow you or find you?
2: Yeah, on Instagram, you can find me at Bondi Brood and it's B-O-N-D-I-B-R-E-W-E-D. And then um, online, it's bondibrood.com.au. Beautiful.
1: We're also really excited um, to announce that As part of our launch of the Female Founders Network, we're actually doing a huge giveaway with small businesses and we're giving away five prize bundles for everyone that joins our brand new Facebook group, the Female Founders Network, which is a community of like-minded women who are Business owners or aspiring business owners to share ideas and find support. And this is a global network, so this it doesn't matter where you are. Yeah, it's a global network. It's a global giveaway. So the first 1,000 members will be entered to win one of five prize bundles, one of which, com- uh, all of which, I should say, um, contain a Bondi-brewed work-from-home loungewear set. In your size. Uh, in your size. Yes. Um, a latte cup from Kookaburra clay and a soy candle from Solomon and Marie. And these prize bundles are valued at 150 US dollars each. So make sure you go and search um, the Female Founders Network on Facebook to find and join the group. And good luck. Thanks so much. Bye, guys. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Invoice2Go.
0: We're an invoicing and billing app that helps business owners work and get paid from anywhere at any location around the globe. We're helping close the gender-based pay gap. Because the current US pay gap sits at around 19%, Listeners of the Female Founders Network podcast get exactly 19% off of any subscription. Just enter the code empowerwomen at checkout.